0: Glad you're here with us on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you and stretching that wallet of yours. I hope you learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. And you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Clark Howard. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark-rageous moment, somebody promises you an opportunity to win a million dollars. What's the catch? I'm going to fill you in. And later, we're moving into the time of year that airlines are more likely to bump you from a flight. What are your rights? What are your rights when something goes foul with a, with a flight this summer? Do you have any rights anyway? What are you entitled to? We're going to talk that through. And most people, though, get around not by airplane – like I do, I feel like I live on airplanes, but in our cars. Many have longer commutes. And as gas prices rise, you get more interested in how to deal with those higher prices. And this is pretty timely, but GasBuddy has done an analysis of when gas is the cheapest And I'm going to tie that in with something else I shared with you earlier this year. But first, as an overall, gas prices are cheapest on Mondays. And they're most expensive on Thursdays and Fridays, as a general rule. And that can vary by market. Now, I do want to point out to you that there are new software programs that more and more gas stations are using where they use artificial intelligence to change the price of gas all through a day, all through the week. And these software programs are able to pinpoint when during a day people are the most price sensitive and when they're just looking for gasoline. And there are... Patterns with human behavior that affect how those prices can move, and you've got the price-sensitive buyer, and then you've got the convenience buyer. So I'm going to pick on her for a minute. I've done so before about gasoline. Our producer, Krista, is overcommitted and is often late to things because she's doing too much in her life and finds that she's realizing she needs gasoline when her vehicle is on fumes and last week she ran her car down to nothing and had to go to a gas station that was one of the most expensive in her market and paid i think 82 cents above the lowest price in her town
1: can i tell it myself
0: Wait, let me tell the other ahead. and then you tell on yourself. So then today, Krista says, yeah, I left my car at home for Mike to fill. That's her husband, (laughs) because she'd run her car out of gas again and didn't have enough to get to a meeting she had to go to, didn't have time to stop and get gas, and so she took her husband's car and left hers for him to fill up. Now your
1: turn, Joel. All right. So the other day I hopped in our gas vehicle. I, we have a Leaf as well, but I hopped in my, our gas Mazda 5 and my wife had been driving it and it was close to empty, but I was on my way to oh, work. so
0: your wife's fault. Well, yeah, totally.
1: To of course, I'm throwing her under the bus on this one. And uh, so on the way to work, there's there are almost no cheap gas stations on the way to work because we work in a city and it just crazy it's hard to find a gas station and they're expensive
0: now tell the truth i mean you live in this uh palatial neighborhood right and you drive to a very expensive part of town so you don't find cheap gas
1: right you have to be really here to there yeah i have to i have to know i know where the cheap gas stations are but sadly on my way in that day i wasn't able to to find one that they're just not on the way to work, so I stopped by a really expensive one. But what I did was I put a gallon only in it because I knew that would get me the rest of the way to the work to work and the way home, and filled up at the cheap gas station later on. I would never do a complete full up uh, fill up though because it's so expensive. So you actually took a tough situation and made it work for you. Yep, okay. I would. I mean, I could never uh, you know pay forty cents more a gallon for twelve gallons or something. That just That seems crazy to me.
0: Well, as far as my rule on this, if you're price sensitive like I am, what you do is when your tank hits half, that's when you start paying attention to gas prices. And if you use one of the apps like uh, Gas Buddy has or Gas Price Watch, anything like that, as you're driving along, you'll see in Google now, if you use Google Maps, you can hit the question thing on there. And it'll ask you, one of the choices it gives you is gas stations. So if you put in your route, it will tell you what the current price is, as best it knows, at each of the stations along your route, and how far off your route in minutes it will add to your trip if you go to whatever they show to be the cheapest station to fill up. And know my rule on this. My rule is that you buy, not by brand, that you buy the cheapest gas you can find. If you want to make sure that gas is okay, you can buy what's known as top-tier gas. If a uh, off-brand is selling top-tier, it will say, at the pump. And that means it's ultra-high-quality gasoline. And in addition to that, if you're putting premium in your car, Almost no cars, no vehicles actually need premium gas. And you can save a huge amount on each fill-up buying regular instead of premium. But the best idea of all is to do what Joel does about two days out of five, and he rides a bike to and from work. Now, we have some people on our team that commute more than 40 miles each way, They're obviously not going to be riding a bike. Joel rides uh, nine miles each way. About eight. Eight eight miles miles each way. And the funny thing is, it's quicker for him to commute by bike than it is because of traffic by car. Amy is with us on The Clark Howard Show. Hello, Amy. Hi, how are you? Great. Thank you, Amy. You want to talk about saving money on gasoline? Yes, please. (laughs) What are you thinking?
2: Um, well, we, we own a, a small construction company, and we use a lot of gas. And uh, we want to just try to filter it into a use of a credit card and gain some, some rewards off this. If we're going to pay it, we, we should benefit somehow.
0: Now, do you have a Sam's Club business membership? No. It, that may be I worth have, it for I you mean, because they have a MasterCard tie-in that pays 5% cash back on gasoline.
2: Oh, wow. We just got one in our city as well. I do have a different wholesaler's business card.
0: You have Costco um, or BJ's? We have Costco. So Costco, with their card, you get 4% cash back.
2: Right. It did say um, up to 7000 I was wondering, is there, is there happen to be a different credit card that doesn't have a limit or a, at least a higher limit?
0: So with the... Sam's Club's first $6,000. Is that in a month or a year, Joel? In a year. So you're blowing past seven and six, huh? Yeah.
2: So use both. I'm sorry?
0: Use both. Oh. (laughs) You know, you give some people the Sam's Club MasterCard, you give other people the Costco Visa. Oh, my goodness. And you're going to save five or four percent on every gallon and so right now that's uh like 12 to 15 cents a gallon
2: yeah and it adds up especially with us through through a whole year it will definitely add up you know i didn't even think of two two credit cards doing the same thing i just thought i could get one for the max
0: amount well, wow. I mean, you know, my way of doing it is not the most efficient, but it's it gets you the most reward.
2: Yes, it definitely does. It really does. I didn't even think of something so simple.
0: <laughs> All right. So a gotcha with both the Sam's Club and the Costco credit cards is mm-hmm. that if you, if you use a Costco one at Sam's Gas or a Sam's at Costco Gas, or you use either at a supermarket gas pump, you're not going to mm-hmm. get... The discount on the gas oh so you got to okay. make sure so you can use it at any pretty much any gasoline retailer just right. not a, what they consider to be a direct competitor
2: oh if i use it anywhere other than their own place then i would not get
0: no, four no 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 you can use it any you can use it anywhere but at a supermarket gas pump or you can't use the Sam's at Costco, you can't use the Costco at Sam's. But other than that limitation, you're pretty much good to go saving that much per gallon.
2: Wow. This is going to make a huge difference for us. A very big difference.
0: Well, I'm really glad about that. And I will tell you this, every time gas prices run up like they have now, you know, they're the highest they've been in four years, Mm -hmm. the credit card companies realize that this is a high area of interest and you'll see over the next month or so credit card companies rolling out cards that have good gas rewards but right now i think the best are the two warehouse club cards
2: yes i didn't even look at sam's but we were uh, all, all definitely interested in costco's i just wasn't sure once it capped at seven uh, I know the the four percent on the seven thousand is better than nothing, but I just wanted you know to find out if there was something out there that was higher. But two credit cards that does do the exact same thing is perfect.
0: Well, thank you. I'm glad that'll work. Oh, thank
2: you. Like, I can't believe we didn't even think of that.
0: Well, I mean, it's the kind of thing like it's not a logical thing. Who wants to get multiple cards? But in a situation like this multiples will actually generate you enough more savings that it's even worth having that second warehouse club membership in this case at the sam's allison is with us on the clark howard show hi allison hi clark allison you wanted to talk about making money selling clothes and buying and saving money buying clothes is that right
2: Yes, sir. I have a very nice mother of the bride dress that I would like to sell. And my sister heard from your show about an app, and she could not remember which one it was.
0: If I'm if I'm going to guess right, I know I talked about the real real. Does that sound like that that could be it?
2: Is that R E A L?
0: Yeah, R E A L, R E A L.
3: Okay,
2: and the website is
0: the real real. Dot com oh, okay okay now let me tell you how this works the real real sells only high-end goods that okay. are in condition that they are comfortable with making them available for people to buy so okay. you could have something that uh, that is high-end and they would decide well we know that brand doesn't do well for us or uh, I don't like this spot on the side of this. So if that one doesn't work, and people get the most money selling used goods on the real real, and I say people, it's really only for women, but there's another one called Poshmark that I've talked about as well. P-O-S-H-M-A-R-K dot com. Okay. And so I think that, that those would both be a good start To try to sell some stuff. Okay. Well, I appreciate it so much. All right. I hope you got top dollar.
2: Okay. Oh, can I ask you one more thing about the gas app? What was that gas app you told
0: that? Oh, um, (laughs) Gas Buddy or Gas Price Watch?
2: Gas Buddy or Gas Price Watch.
0: Right. There are Trivals. Perfect. All right. Well, have a great day and save money when you're filling up. Today's Clark Rageous moment involves you getting ripped off by the lure of sweepstakes. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment. This is from a wonderfully researched story in the Kansas City Star about sweepstakes operators that, over the last five years, and they seem to be related companies have collected more than $100 million from consumers promising big sweepstakes jackpots. Uh, two of the mailers promise million-dollar sweepstakes winnings. No one has ever won the million dollars that they promote. And you wonder, how are they making all this money from a sweepstakes? Because they promote that if you pay them money, You improve your odds of winning the sweepstakes, and that's how the perpetrators have come up with $100 million in winnings. That's right, the perpetrators winning the money, not the consumers who were supposedly entering fantastic sweepstakes. Now there's a number of legal actions against these sweepstakes operators, but never fear, Even if the feds get them shut down, there's always others worrying you with the temptation that you're suddenly going to be rich from their sweepstakes. The key, anytime you are asked to pay money, is when you know you are going to get ripped off. Just remember that. $100 million people paid in. Because they thought they were going to get the big million-dollar prizes. So remember the dividing line. Whenever somebody wants money, you tune them out and you tear up the solicitation. Because if it is a game of chance, other than a state-sponsored lottery or a legal game in a casino... You are not to pay anything to have a chance to win. Anytime anybody says, pay us money, you know it's time for you to be done with them first, last, and always. So glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show where you're empowered with knowledge so you can save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. You can follow me at Facebook on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Clark Howard. A lot of people only travel by air two times a year, either the Thanksgiving, Christmas, holidays, or take a trip or two in the summer by air. And when you're traveling at the two most prominent times that people who travel infrequently are going, whether is a big factor with the travel you're doing. Summertime thunderstorms disrupt travel, and when you're traveling Thanksgiving through the New Year's, it can be uh, winter weather that disrupts you in your travel. And it can be really messy when you end up stranded somewhere, especially airports generally are not places you want to be stranded And those pictures they put on the local television news of people uncomfortably sleeping in chairs, you don't want to be one of those people. So as we approach summertime travel and the disruption that the storms cause, and by the way, the disruption has nothing to do with having perfect weather where you are at that moment, has to do with where a plane is coming from or where it's going to. That leads to the disruption. So when you book travel, always set up to receive text message alerts from the airline you're flying on so that you have an early warning when there's a problem with your flight. I also do something else. I go to a website called flightaware.com on my phone or on a laptop and what i do with FlightAware is i look to see the status of my flight and i do this hours before my flight and there's a button on there right under the status of your flight that you can say click where's my plane now and you click on where's my plane now and you see it's wherever in the country and maybe it's delayed out of there and they haven't posted anything from the airline about a delay where you're going from, and maybe it's going to cause you to miss a connection, whatever, it cascades through your travel. You might also see if the plane's on the ground somewhere, it may say, flight's delayed at this airport for an hour and ten minutes, or something like that. They tell you that kind of stuff. The reason I want early warning, I use this, I fly so much, that this is part of my travel routine. And when I see there's going to be a flight disruption, I immediately contact the airline I'm flying on and say, I see that my plane is uh, likely going to be delayed. Can I be rebooked on something else? And that's happened to me twice in the last 60 days, where by checking, I have been able to be rebooked and I have made it to my destination, not quite when I was supposed to, but I made it way before I would have because of my original flight facing disruption. Again, that website is flightaware.com where I'm able to track the flight. But if you're not as obsessive as I am, at least set up alerts with the airline you're flying and, and have the notification of a potential problem with your flight. Now, if you do have a problem with travel, we don't have rights in the United States with problems with air travel that people do in most of the rest of the world. But we do have some rights, and airlines tend to ignore taking care of us when something does go wrong, unless you know to ask. And I find that being polite is really important and being specific with what you're seeking, those two things together lead to a lot more success. Never, 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 not ever be rude to the person behind the counter no matter what attitude they throw you. Never be rude to somebody you're talking to on the phone. Because they are overwhelmed when there's a disruption and they may have lost their cool and you lose cool with them, nothing good's going to happen to you. So you stay polite, be reasonable, and someone can has the discretion often to do more for you if you're not being nasty with them. Not, I don't want you to be a lamb, but I don't want you to be nasty at the other extreme. What I would call polite persistence is what works in the travel industry. Now there's also a service I haven't mentioned in a long time called getservice.com that works on the basis of a very uh, busy industry in Europe that gets people the compensation that they are legally allowed to have in Europe or flying from the U.S. to Europe or from Europe to the United States. And we have GetService.com here in the U.S. that checks for you to make sure that you are getting the compensation you deserve if something goes wrong and has other stuff it does as well. Only for a very frequent flyer would you want to be a subscriber, which is 50 bucks a year. But for others, if you have a problem, a disruption with a flight or whatever, they will check to see automatically if there's compensation you're due, and if there is, and they get you compensation you wouldn't have gotten for yourself, they get 30% of it, you get 70%. Again, that's getservice.com. Amin is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, how are you doing?
3: Fine, Clark. How are you?
0: Great, thank you. You are my kind of guy. You are extra thrifty, aren't you? Yes, sir. I love that. And you also are an entrepreneur. Yes, sir. Well, tell me how I can help a thrifty fellow entrepreneur.
3: Uh, first of all, long time listener since 1992. Wow. So, and second, according to your guidance, I changed my two of my business to one of the V.I.P. services, and uh, it was they were one forty-nine or one fifty for two years for two lines.
0: That is fantastic. Wait a minute, you were paying effectively six dollars and change a month for For two two line business phone service that would that included all the calling features. Did it include long distance as well at $6 and change a month?
3: Yes, sir. Everything, all of the above.
0: Okay. That is incredibly great.
3: Now, they change it to for one year, for 150 plus tax. And I'm used to a two-year service, so it's kind of time to call Clark.
0: <laughs> all right. If you can, even at uh, 12 dollars a, a month... That is such a deal. I would be happy with that. I would I would actually double your monthly cost because the deal is so outstanding. Because usually business phone service from one of the um, one of the modern internet business phone services the marketplace is at 20 a month.
3: Correct, for the regular person, for, not for the fifty
0: Right, but even as the thrifty person, you already st- you already got two fantastic years. It's six dollars and change a month. Uh, if you can get twelve and change a month going forward, mm-hmm. I would declare victory. You know the service has worked well, right? Yes, yes, very well. Just pay them the one fifty and get another year, oh. and that's from cheap guy. Correct.
3: <laughs> and also the fax service, I'm paying $3 a month. Is that other cheaper available?
0: You're only paying 3 a month for electronic fax. faxes? Yes, sir. That's wonderful. I'm trying to think if there's a way to do that for free. Can you do um, the e-faxes for free on Google Voice?
3: Uh, actually, I tried. the Google, the small uh, box they deliver, um, Something, but it don't work out well. Somehow, it keep. Uh, you have to reset it at least twice a day. You know, right.
0: voice. Now, I did talk before about something that um, that people have complained about. In fact, they have my logo on this. Oh boy! Anyway, they're not supposed to be using my logo, but it's um, factzero.com. Okay. And it is. Uh, it's free to send one. No, but
3: I do receive. I got a actually line tone as well for three dollars a month.
0: That's so good. I think you just pay the three a month. Okay. okay. Why do you ever have to send or receive a fax anymore? Anyway.
3: You know, that's why people when they call me, you I said, you guys live in this world. You know, you know who uses fax, but they still, you know, there are some offices, especially government offices, use right.
0: Government's a little behind the times, huh?
3: Yes, sir, yes.
0: Wow. But um, I appreciate how phenomenally thrifty you are and continued success in your business. Garrett is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Garrett. Hello, Clark. Garrett, you are somebody who doesn't like being in debt, I gather.
4: Nope, I've been there, didn't enjoy it, and uh, have no desire to go back. Well, how can I be of service to you? Well, I only have two credit accounts currently. They're both with my credit union. I have uh, a, um, an auto loan and a credit card with a modest credit limit. And I'm th- two years into the three-year loan period, and I've come into some uh, money that gives me enough uh, just about to pay off the last year of the auto loan in one fell swoop, and I'm very strongly tempted to do that, but also I think that means that I then end up with only one account on my credit report, which I'm afraid could drop my score.
0: Well, except that history will still be there for that loan. What I'm concerned about is I'd like you to get a second credit card, even though you don't like debt, not from that credit unit. I like it from another issuer,
4: Mm -hmm.
0: and it can be a major card of any kind, it could be Discover, American Express, Visa, MasterCard, any of the four majors, and just have a a second one so that you provide more credit history that's going to be ongoing and more available credit limit, and that's how you're going to protect your credit. But if you're in a position to zero out the car loan and there's nothing else that's important that you do with the money, that would be fine, pending two questions for you. Mm -hmm. What's the interest rate on the car loan? 3.39%. That's a pretty low rate. And are you funding retirement accounts right now?
4: No, not currently. I am funded uh, for um, uh, an emergency fund, but uh, not retirement accounts at the moment. All right. I'm going to
0: surprise you, but I would prefer that that since your car loan is at a low rate and it's going to pay out in a year anyway... The money that you come into, I'd rather you use it to fund a Roth IRA. Are you familiar with Roth IRAs? I, I am. And you sound really quiet about that. Is that.
4: Well, uh, my, my retirement plan is so far behind and so far out of whack that I'm not sure it, it does me much of any good at this point.
0: All right, uh, all right. I'm, Don't sell yourself down the river. Yeah. Every dollar, whenever you start, is when you start. Yeah. And every dollar you save gives you that much more freedom down the road. How old are you? 62. Still worth it for you to put that money into the Roth because it can grow tax-free. You're still working, right? Correct. So it can grow tax-free and it can, and it can build up over the years that... That money you're allowed at sixty two to put sixty five hundred into a Roth. How much money do you have that you've come into that you were thinking of using against the car? Uh,
4: it's only about two thousand dollars, which is about the the, value. the remaining uh, balance. Yeah, uh,
0: I know it still sounds weird to you, but I would love for you to consider putting two thousand into the target retirement fund. You're going to retire in five years, ten years.
4: Uh, pretty much when I either am no longer able or no longer willing to work and I'm ready to die. Oh, boy.
0: Um, put it in, the, <laughs> put it in the 2030 fund, the Target Retirement 2030. Yep. And you don't have to do this. It's fine if you want to pay off the car loan. But I'd like you to consider that. I will give it a good deal of consideration. I appreciate that. And you can look at my Roth guide, my, my investing guide at Clark.com. Walk you through how easy it is for you to set that up and have some money there in a tax-free retirement account.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at clark.com. And then producer Joel asks it for you. And Joel,
1: who's up? Clark Betsy's up. She says, I'm wondering if the links you provide through your email newsletter are safe to click on, and what potential security measures do you have to ensure that?
0: What a great question and something that we have thought in depth about. So when we have something in any of our newsletters like Our Clark newsletter, our Clark deals newsletter, our uh, travel newsletter, and we have a link there for you, generally what will happen is it's two steps. First, the link will take you back to our website, and it gives you a greater description of the deal or information we're talking about. Then at that point, if we provide a second link, that link from one of our websites will then go to where you get that information or that item you want to buy or whatever. So we check every one of those out and knock on wood. This is real wood, I think. It looks like real wood. Anyway, we have never to this moment had a problem where we sent someone to information or to purchase something where they were in any danger at all from the link that we provided.
1: All right. And Jeff writes in, he says, have you addressed freedom checks? I haven't heard you talk about it. And I've been hearing a lot about them on ads lately. Yes, I just
0: talked about freedom checks in response to a question on a Facebook live. They're very heavily promoted. And what it is, is it's actually a pitch for you to get involved in oil and gas limited partnerships and I don't recommend this as an investment it is more a speculative activity these things are very hard to trade and very seldom are people going to make the kind of money that's being promoted in the freedom checks promotion there is no such thing as a freedom check that's just a cool marketing term that someone has come up with so no there is no free lunch all those people smiling about the huge money they're getting well good for them you're listening to the Clark Howard show Thanks for tuning into the Clark Howard show today and if you're like me you like deals well, we got our deal diggers hard at work at clarkdeals.com that help you save money day in and day out we work Around the clock to find the best deals for your wallet, and they're on a variety of consumer items. Check out ClarkDeals.com.